What's up, Bucketheads? It's Joe with at CBBDFS. Welcome to our first ever Bracket Breakdown pod. Bird, this is much requested. Uh, yeah, been a lot of interest in this. And, you know, we had the the one with Benny Heisler uh, that we did with him back in the day. And, you know, obviously, obviously a long time ago now, right? But uh, I think we talked about Virginia. We talked about Texas Tech in that one. So we looked like geniuses there. So we probably <laughs> used all our all our goodness up uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, no, but we, there's still some more goodness in here. Uh, you know, we've we've come a long way. That was some three years ago. Ben's gone on to do good things. He's at Sports Illustrated now. Um, we've grown exponentially since then. And this will be light on DFS content. This is old school bracket, right, James? Yeah, this is it right here. This is a, your office pool. This is this is how it gets done. So we're going to give you all the insight to win it. We're going to give you, we're going to talk about all the games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to avoid, obviously we don't have pricing or anything like that. Um, but we are going to just talk about the games, the matchups, what we like, maybe talk some upsets. It should be a good time. We are a DFS resource though. And, and bird, have you had a chance to glance at some of the slates and see what we can look forward to later in the week? Yeah. So right now they have a, a couple a two game slate on Wednesday for the NIT. Uh, we assume there's going to be probably a six game slate on Thursday and then Friday is obviously the the first feature slate, $100,000 prize pool, $15 entry, and 25k to first. Uh, and so it's all 16 teams uh, going on that one. So it'll be, we'll have our work cut out for us as as content providers. But uh, we'd we'd way rather have too many games to write than none at all. So so we're excited for it. That's right. And Thursday is that right side of the bracket, the south and the east, right? And then Saturday, or excuse me, Friday. Got to use this Friday, Saturday. Friday is the south and the east, and uh, and then Saturday would then be the west and the Midwest. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is crazy because normally you have pieces of each going off at each times based on schedule, but with everything condensed to Indianapolis or Indiana in general, uh, it's going to make for a lot more consistency, and it's going to be a little more laid out this year than, than we're used to, that's for sure. Hey, you mentioned the NIT there. Uh, James, have you given any thought to the 16-team MIT? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but, I mean, that is more CBB and more DK stuff we're going to have. Yeah, I really tried not to think about it too hard, but uh, the games that we're going to be looking at as far as D- DFS goes, uh, Richmond-Toledo on Wednesday, St. Mary's, and Western Kentucky would be a good game. Uh, that's on Wednesday as well. And then Davidson-NC State uh, on Thursday and Boise State-SMU on Thursday. So those will be the games that we can – Go and get some DFS action on uh, a couple big names there. Probably Davidson's got Kellen Grady still. You guys might remember him from a couple years yep. ago. Um, Western Kentucky obviously got Bassey there, um, one of the best bigs in the entire country. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. And um, so it, it should be um, should be a good matchup. I have no clue who <laughs> could come out you of this and win. There's back in the day, you used to run the NIT pool. It was it was a hot one back in the day. <laughs> That's a hot one. That's back when Illinois used to be in the NIT pretty frequently. So <laughs> I, I had more interest in it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we'll write it up as it's on slates. You know, you know, that's what we do for you guys. It's going to be interesting uh, as we tackle the 16 on Friday and the 16 on Saturday. We're going to do our best. Hopefully, DK gets us that pricing so we can get some content out to you guys, give you some time to take it in. But this is about the tournament. This is about uh, filling out your brackets. Um, I'm happy to make an announcement here, guys. We're going to try something that we've never done before. Um, we talked about it as a group, and we're going to run a, a bracket challenge on ESPN. Um, so if you look up the group 
at CBB underscore DFS. So it's just our Twitter handle is the group at CBB underscore DFS. It's going to prompt you for a password, which is just CBB DFS, just those six letters. Password is CBB DFS. Um, we're going to have a group there. You can enter this tournament. You can compete against uh, us. We're going to submit our entries. We're going to do a group entry as part of this podcast, which you get to listen in to the thought process there. Um, and, Bird, we're, got, we got, we're going to give away some swag, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to give away one of our sweet CBB DFS hats. Uh, we've given one away before. They're, they're actually super nice hats, like New Era, like really, really nice fitted hats. So uh, one of those will be on the way for the winner. Uh, so yeah, we got a luxurious swag to give away. <laughs> no, they are they are nice, uh, and uh, it's it just it's something we can do to to give back. It's going to be free to enter, of course. But if you want to get in, again, the group is our Twitter handle at cbb underscore dfs. The password cbb dfs altogether, and uh, we hope to see all of your entries in there so you can compete against us. But I did mention in there that the three of us are going to create a combo bracket. And that's what I want to really focus this pod on, if that's all right with you guys. Let's collectively fill out a bracket. Let's let's discuss some of these games. Let's argue about upsets that we like and dislike and uh, and get into what we think is going to happen uh, come this weekend. Let's do it. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to start in the West region. So if you're following along at home, look at your bracket. We're going to start at the number one seed in the West uh, with Gonzaga. And I don't think there's any reason to get crazy here. We're putting Gonzaga ahead, correct? Yep. I mean, okay. It might be a while before we take Gonzaga out. After that, I want to take a look at Oklahoma and Missouri. This is an 8-9 and nine matchup. Uh, Missouri really on hard times. Oklahoma has seen better days, but they're offensively talented. Bird, what's your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, you're right. Oklahoma's lost five of their last six. Uh, I do, you know, so, so to me, at least I think they have a pretty significant coaching advantage here. Uh, you know, I, I trust Lon Kruger a lot more probably than I do Conzo. So um, I think it'd be a good game, great matchup. Um, I yeah, I, personally, I would lean Oklahoma, but but I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Joe, with you know from the SEC perspective. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think uh, Mizzou has the firepower. Plus, I really want to see that Gonzaga Oklahoma game because I think that one can get real crazy from a DFS perspective. So I, I'm on the Oklahoma side of this as well. Uh, James, do do you want to make it three out of three out of three, or do you, you going to give a fight for Missouri? You know, I was looking at Missouri. I. I like just felt like they were a better defensive team uh, than they actually are. And it, it turns out they really um, didn't grade out all that great. So let, let's go with Oklahoma. All right. That's awesome. Now here's one. I do want to talk a little bit about one of the trendy upsets in that classic five versus 12 is the gauchos of UCSB versus Creighton. Creighton is not playing well ever since McDermott made the plantation comment. The team has been on a whack. Georgetown beat the crap out of them in the big East championship mm-hmm. game. Something that should have never happened. They're a trendy pick uh, for UCSB. Uh, you know, UCSB, they're not terrible. Uh, they're, they're a gifted offensive team. They could make this game interesting. Uh, they can score with Creighton. Uh, in, do you guys have any thoughts on this? you want to pull the yeah, trigger they, here? One interesting thing about uh, Santa Barbara is they don't give up very many threes. Um, actually, only 26% of their opponent's scoring comes from three. Uh, we know Creighton loves to hit the hit the three ball so i that could be you know that could be an interesting dynamic there right if creighton can't get going from deep how effective are they going to be 
Yeah, and all, you know, also with US uh, with UCSB, they've got some Pac-12 transplants there, right? So Oregon mm-hmm. State, McLaughlin's from Oregon State. I think mm-hmm. uh, Sandy's from Oregon. Uh, uh, Amadou is you know a good player down low. Like they have legit player. You know, it's just not like your your normal mid major. You have kids who started at, right. at high major schools, so they're a super interesting team. They're going to slow down the pace, uh, try to make it ugly, and, and yeah, Creighton's playing uh, not not so good right now. Sounds like we're all kind of leaning UCSB. Happens every year, right? All right. Bird, any final objections? No. Gauchos it is. All right. Uh, Ohio and Virginia. Uh, James, uh, I'm going to start with you with Virginia. Obviously, I believe they're the last team to cut down the net still since we took last year off. Uh, (laughs) It's true. Yeah, they are the champs. um, What's your what's your thought on, on Virginia coming into the tournament? You know, they're, they're kind of limping in too, right? They had the late COVID scratch there. Um, and they've been kind of up and down all year, even though they've, um, you know, won the SEC or excuse me, ACC. And so, uh, but they had kind of a bad stretch in there. They lost three in a row to Florida State, Duke, NC State, uh, right towards the end. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure they're in great form. And this is a, a team that can get beat. We saw that in the tournament a couple of years ago, the year before they won the championship, they had a, a really, really good team, way better team than this that lost to a 16 seed. And that's kind of the problem with that style of basketball, right? If they get down, you know, sometimes it's difficult for them to get back into it. Um, Ohio, on the other hand, has got a really talented player named Jason Preston. And he uh, almost beat Illinois earlier in the year uh, is why I'm, I'm maybe more familiar with him. Uh, they also got a really good uh, big down low named Dwight Wilson. Um, those guys kind of carry the load offensively. So I, I'm i not maybe ready to pull the trigger, but I, I think this is going to be a much closer game than people are, are prepared to see. <laughs> but I, I would still go Virginia, I think. Bird, what about you? Yeah, I, I, like you said, was, I think both of these are kind of trendy upsets. We talked about Santa Barbara and then also Ohio, probably another maybe trendy upset. Uh, Virginia is probably not going to be able to practice uh, until as a team until maybe Thursday, Friday, uh, due to the COVID stuff. But I, you know, there, it's still a, a, a Tony Bennett defense. It's going to be hard to figure out. I mm-hmm. think I would take Ohio with the points, but I think, I think I would take Virginia to advance, uh, to the next round. I think I, I like your, I like where you guys are at too. I, I'm going to root for Ohio when I watch this game, but I'll probably have Virginia in my personal bracket as well. But collectively as a group, we're going to go with Virginia there and move on to USC versus our first playing game that we're going to talk about. This is former Missouri Valley foes, James. I'll start with you in the in this game, Wichita State and Drake. Um, uh, a buddy of ours who's also a, a Missouri Valley alum talked about how Wichita State left the Valley because he thought they thought the conference was holding them back, and here they're playing the runner-up of the Valley <laughs> opening round of the tournament. Yeah, so, yeah uh, interesting, interesting thing about Drake, uh, they – started the season awesome i think they won i can't remember how many consecutive games they won but uh started started undefeated there for quite a while um they had two key injuries lost both their best players um for the season so um they're kind of limping in as well um they got kind of spanked by loyal there um and so i it would be really tough for me to pick drake at this point um i think wichita state's just um you know going to be better they they had a really nice season as well and I, i just i don't think I don't think Drake's got the firepower they need to, to move. You, you could always be surprised, but I, I just don't and see Bird, that. Bird, we think USC is winning this game regardless, though, right? 
Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Do, do we think either of these teams can match up against the Mobilis down low? And especially if Edie gets hot from the outside. You know, he's shown mm-hmm. uh, some elite shooting at times. He's streaky, obviously. But, uh, you know, this would be a tough matchup with, with, with Mobley down low. I'm just not sure how either of these teams, especially if Hempel's still out for Drake. I, I just think it's going to be a really hard time for either of these teams. Yeah, I agree. Wichita State, pretty small front, front line, too. It's going to be a tough challenge for them. Let's let's get USC in there and let's get to Bird and talk about his boys. Rock Chalk, another COVID team paused. Uh, Eastern Washington, my note on them is that they play about 60 guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, what do you got on this game, Bird? Yeah, so I, I think, I think you know, quote unquote, I think McCormick's going to be back for the game. Uh, Jalen Wilson's going to be out, uh, at least for the weekend. Uh, hopefully he'll be back if, can, if Kansas can make it for the, through the first couple rounds. Um, yeah, it's just, God, you go through the whole year without any COVID issues uh, until right now, right? Like, hold on, get, let me get my violin out. My <laughs> Lord, it's just so frustrating. Well, and, and I don't, I don't want to go off track too much, but as a college kid, like it's gotta be really hard mm-hmm. to, to isolate yourself and, to sure not do the things you're used to doing. And so it, it, it just kind of sucks, but, um, Eastern Washington plays fast, uh, which I think is probably a good thing for Kansas. Um, I, I assume Kansas wins. I, but the crazy part is if, if they do win and they play USC, they're going to be an underdog. So yeah. the three seed will be an underdog to a six seed if they move on. I think Kansas will win, but I think it'll be probably closer uh, than, than I would prefer it to be. Yeah, I, I like Kansas too. I don't really see anything standing in their way. Uh, Oregon is another is the next one on here. We kind of wanted Oregon to be slotted a little bit higher, didn't we, Bird? Um, this seventh seed's not too kind for them, but I do like them against VCU. Yeah, I like them against VCU as well. Kind of the you know VCU's got the undersized forwards as well, so there's not really uh, the front line mm-hmm. of Oregon's is someone you can exploit, you know, traditionally. But I, I don't see that happening here. I think Altman has actually turned out to be a really good coach, really good X's and O's coach. I think he'll be prepared. Uh, if you can keep Highland down for UC or for VCU, yeah. then then I really think you know that that's kind of the key to the game, and I think Oregon will have the uh, have an approach that that can do that. James, what do you think? Yeah, I do. I'm kind of curious. They are a top 12 defense um, ranked on Kimpom, uh, yep. which is kind of interesting. I did jump out. Uh, only, unfortunately, 117 ranked offense, so they're going to have uh, maybe a little bit more trouble scoring against Oregon. So I, I would go with Oregon as well. Yeah, I got to hear that VCU's number four in block percentage and number three in, in steal percentage nationally. But this game isn't going to be the type of game where they can take advantage of some of those nice metrics. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm on Oregon three in a row there. Um, Iowa Grand Canyon is the next one. This is funny. I got to call this out because Andy Barron's he's the he's a fantasy football expert on Yahoo. Um, he's also the president of the fantasy sports writers association and an Iowa alum. He had a a tweet that made me laugh out loud. Um, he's, he's an Iowa alum and he said, uh, personally, I've never liked grand Canyon university and I welcome this matchup and the grand Canyon itself is not even a top five Canyon in my opinion. So, (laughs) so I got a kick out of that. It was a laugh out loud while I was scrolling on selection Sunday and, uh, uh, that that made me uh, side with Iowa even more, but I don't think this one will be very close. Yeah, keep an eye on Asbjorn Mitgart. He's a seven footer. <laughs> okay. He's a seven footer for Grand Canyon. He's shooting seventy one percent from two. Oh my okay, lord. That's, good. that's as so, a rookie type percentage down low. My word. Yeah. 
Yeah, not too bad. Well, give Garza a little challenge. Give Maybe Garza a little challenge there. Never know. Uh, all right, let's move to the second round in the West. Uh, Gonzaga, Oklahoma. Again, we should have lots of fireworks in this one, but we don't see anyone beating the Zags. Mm-mm. Yep, move on. Zags. And then Virginia, UCSB. Uh, I think the Gauchos keep it rolling. Or if Virginia writes the ship in the first round, I think they win too. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep, I think that's fair. Okay, and then Bird, uh, USC, Kansas. You said Kansas is going to be dogs. They would probably be without Jalen Wilson for this one. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, they will be without Jalen Wilson. He's <coughs> on the trip, so uh, it's you know hopefully you have McCormick for it. I think it's just going to come down to shooting. To be honest with you, I think if Edie is is making shots or if Peterson has one of his weird spike games, uh, USC could play well. But uh, we we don't think Enfield's a very good coach. Like he's not a good X's and O's coach. I think Self is going to. Pick up a, a couple points there just by being a better coach. I, yeah. I lean, I lean KU just because self seems to find a way to do these things. But um, I'm also a homer, so. Yeah. I, I'll, 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 I, sorry, James. I'm just gonna say that if Jalen Wilson isn't there, uh, to me, watching Kansas this year, he's been really their guy to get them a bucket. You know, and I worry about their ability to do that if they do get into a tight game. Uh, Maybe maybe I'm not reading the team wrong. Obviously, I'm not as plugged in as you, Bird. But I think he he that rebounding and that scoring that he brings so consistently for the most part, I think it's going to be really hard to replace in this type of matchup. Yeah, and it would be tough. Uh, get McCormick in a little bit of foul trouble early yeah. on. They're in big trouble. Uh, it's, it's a big problem, right? Yeah, I agree. We go so, on with Trojans. I'm gonna go USC. James, you got to break the tie here. USC. All right. And yeah, we saved you from yourself, Bird. Now you don't have to pick against them or go conference champions. Right. Wins again. <laughs> champions. I think your personal bracket will probably have them winning it all, though. <laughs> <laughs> not, probably not this year. They're going to bring Raif LaFrance out of uh, retirement, right? God. Man, he was so good. He was so good. <laughs> hey, here's. So, go ahead. This Oregon Iowa game, like. We talked about the, there's not the undersized issue with the with the front line for Oregon. Uh, I don't know how they're going to match up against Garza though. I, I I know I know their zone can be tricky. They can do some pressing and do some some trapping and things like that. But I just don't know how they're going to slow down uh, Garza, especially you know Nafali Dante's gone. Like I I just I, I was maybe playing a little bit better defense lately too, slightly better. Ugh, not the matchup I wanted to see. Not what I wanted to hear either. James, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, Iowa, Illinois kind of steamrolled them. They do have some defensive issues sometimes, breakdowns. Uh, Wieskamp's been kind of playing hurt, um, but he's getting better. I think he's a huge key to that team. Um, if he's playing well, he didn't play well, really, against Illinois. Um, but, man, Bohannon, Wieskamp, and those guys are hitting shots. It's a tough team to beat. I, I like Iowa here. All right. Well, then I don't even need to weigh in. But I was looking for a way to to get Oregon over in that one, and I just couldn't do it. So um, let's go back up to Gonzaga, Virginia. And I think it's safe to say the the Virginia trend run would end here. Yeah, I think that I mean, the Zags team's a runaway train right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. And then we go down to USC, Iowa, which – you know, perhaps that's a place where Iowa could, could could trip up a little bit. Yeah, I th- this bottom of the of the West bracket, I think, is is one of the tougher kind mm-hmm. of sections just in general. 
Um, I think you could do something weird here just because I think there's so many different ranges of outcomes. Um, so, so I don't mind putting, you know, you've got Evan Mobley, you've got some yeah. good shooters that can get hot. Like I, 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 I would, uh, USC is, uh, only giving up 42% from two. Um, so, you know, they can be a problem for Garza. I don't, Garza's probably, I mean, has he seen that athletic and skilled of a big man? <laughs> no. Skilled, so. yes. Athletic, no. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. Um, uh, I, I, I like USC here. I like being contrarian. I love giving uh, the bucket heads something to come after, and it's a, it's an opportunity for us to look smart. So uh, I'm good with USC over Iowa here. I've seen Iowa not look good, and when they don't look good and don't shoot well, they're very, very beatable. And, mm-hmm. you know, in my I, I like I like pros in the tournament. I, I like Edie. I've played them all year. Uh, I, I I think USC would be a fun play here. Let's do it. Plus, I've seen I've seen Iowa Gonzaga this year. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see it again. Yep. Let's throw USC in there, uh, and then advancing to the Final Four. We'll do our Final Four at the end. The Gonzaga train isn't going to get stopped here, is it? No, I don't think so. No, that's the correct answer. Um, So Gonzaga breezes through the West. Um, It was pretty entertaining to get through the bottom part of that bracket. Our West is good. I want to move over now to the South. Uh, Let's start with Baylor and Hartford. Quickly throw Baylor into the next round. And let's talk about a big one here, James. Both Mm. of these teams are in your conferences. This is North Carolina and Wisconsin. Name recognition is making a lot of people, a lot of brackets I've seen put North Carolina winning this one and giving Baylor a run, sometimes even popping off Baylor. I don't see it, but first things first, what about this first game? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, You know, both teams honestly have been kind of up and down this year and have had different strengths and weaknesses. I think North Carolina, you look at their front court, which is way overloaded, their back court. If if they had anything in their back court, um, you know, they would be probably a much higher seed in this tournament. So, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I – I feel like Wisconsin's just going to be a little bit more disciplined team um, and just a little bit tougher of a matchup for North Carolina. North Carolina, when they're not hitting shots, they can really go cold. Um, I think Potter and even Reavers and, uh, you know, Aleem Ford, I think those guys can, you know, they're not better than the North Carolina's front court, but they can match up. And uh, I think Demetri Trice, Brad Davison, those guys are, are – veteran guards and I, I think they'll make the difference in this game so i'm, I'm gonna go with wisconsin bird you want to weigh in on this one it's a really i mean it's really fun right you've got the experienced wisconsin team and like their their backcourt obviously way more experienced than unc but then you've got the front court from unc that's going to give fits for for wisconsin mm-hmm. down low so i i think it's gonna be a really fun game i i would you know typically we, we lean with guards and and veterans in the tournament and, and so that probably uh, gives a slight lean to the Badgers. I do think it's going to be a really kind of a, an intriguing game, though. I, I, I agree with that. And I also like the uh, Wisconsin bigs have the ability to step out and pull those North Carolina bigs away from the basket with their perimeter game, um, which is just going to open up uh, some of that or neutralize some of that size advantage that North Carolina has. But I, I agree. I'm on the Wisconsin side of this. All right. Interesting. Another 5-12 game. Uh, another trendy upset pick. This is Villanova, who doesn't look the same uh, without Colin Gillespie going against Winthrop. 
Winthrop, another one of those teams that uh, a lot of people are interested in. Uh, if you think about Winthrop, they're 23 and one. Uh, they get they play a ton of guys, so they go they're like 14th in the nation in bench minutes, and they got a guy uh, Ch- Chandler and Vaudrin. Is that how I'm pronouncing that? Yeah, Vaudrin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a six-seven point guard. He's got three triple doubles this year. Um, I think Jay Billis called him a six-seven version of Colin Gillespie, who again is going to be missing this game for Villanova. I think this will be a trendy upset pick, uh, kind of like the uh, the the Bennett argument we made in the on in the West. I, I kind of think that uh, uh, Jay Wright's going to have this Villanova team ready to play, uh, but I, I could be sold. So, what do you guys think on this one? Yeah, I mean, Vaudrin's, uh, you know, incredible, like versatile, you know, six seven power point guard, point forward type of player. DJ Burns down low is just a massive man, you know, 6'9", 275, 33% usage. Doesn't play a ton of minutes, but is just an animal. What I worry about is how is he going to guard Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Uh, right. You know, he's going to take him out on the perimeter. And I think... I think Nova's got enough length to to cause some problems. You know, these mid-major teams probably aren't used to seeing a six, seven point forward. Right. Uh, where, where where Nova probably has a way to match up with that a little bit better. I think Samuels um, would guard Varden. I mean, that's 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 what if I'm Jay Wright, that's what I'm doing. He's your best best, best defender. He's long. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, this uh, this will be a super trendy episode. Like it, it makes sense. You know, Winthrop's going to play fast. They're going to bring waves and waves of people at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova's playing horrible. Um, don't bet against Jay Wright. I like that too. James? Yeah, I'm on board there. I mean, the best team that Winter beat this year, even with all the wins that they had, was Furman as Ken Palm 92. So it's a huge, it's going to be a massive step up in competition for them. And, you know, again, you got one of the best coaches in the game. I, I'm going to go Villanova. Might be a little bit of a contrarian here against the grain, but I, I, I like Villanova with confidence. I like that too. So we're going to put on Villanova and we're going to get to another one of your teams, James in Purdue, North Texas. Now I have a North Texas pitch, but let's have you guys sell me on Purdue first. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's go with the North Texas thing. Cause I, I'm not <laughs> super sold on Purdue. You know, Trevion Williams is a complete ton. Um, he's terrific. Jaden Ivey's electric, um, but he's a freshman. He's been up and down all, all year playing a lot better lately. Um, they got, you know, veteran guards, Eric Hunter, uh, Stefanovic, you know, obviously a shooter. So Purdue's, they're, they're well-balanced. Um, they finished the, the Big Ten, I think, way way higher than most people thought. Um, but, man, I'm just, I'm not in love with them in the tournament. And uh, I just, I think they're very beatable. So what's what's the North Texas pitch? <laughs> uh, defense. Uh, you know, another really good player that they just shut down was uh, the aforementioned Charles Bassey mm-hmm. in the championship game. Uh, so I do like that they are a slow and plotting defensive team. Uh, they're not very they're not very good at taking care of the basketball, but Purdue's defense doesn't scare me from a turnovers perspective. Um, now I haven't looked at some of the advanced metrics on that, but I think uh, JV on Hamlet is, is a good player. Uh, he's kind of their 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 lead dog for that team, and I, I just think they're gonna be able to physically uh, match up with Purdue a lot better than people think. Now, again, like Bird said, I might use that crutch from earlier. I like North Texas to stay within the points, um, but I also think they could make a run at this one. Bird? Yeah, let's do something weird here. Let's put a yeah, North, let's get I'm some mean you. green going. Let's do it. 
I, you know, so if you if you go out and look, there, you know, all the the popular upsets we've we've kind of you know Winthrop, we've talked about UCSB, Ohio. Nobody's talking about North Texas, and there's always something weird that happens. So let, let's yep. let's roll with the Mean Green. Yep. I like. Um, I do love Utah State. They got Texas Tech. I hate this matchup for them. So this will be the last time we get to see Nemus Kata play because I mm-hmm. think Texas Tech steamrolls this game. But man, uh, I, I'm gonna miss Nemus in college. Yeah, I hated seeing this matchup because I wanted both those teams to kind of move on. And you know, there's uh, there's kind of a sneaky path here for Texas Tech. That again, like this this bottom quadrant here in the South, I don't see. There's a lot of weaknesses on some of these teams, so yeah. um, I think they're kind of intriguing. Now this is gonna be a good game. Like, like this is gonna be a low-scoring kind of defensive battle. Uh, Kate yeah, is first one to sixty. Yep, but but I would agree. Texas Tech for me, Chris Beard is 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 too good. James, any takes there? Um, Utah State, pretty good defensively themselves. Uh, ranked eight uh, nationally in Kempom, so they're they're pretty good. Expect to be a close game. But uh, I'm, I'm good with Texas Tech. All right. Now, this is one of the first tips of the whole weekend. It's Arkansas and Colgate. This one's going to be a blazer. This has got fireworks. Just this is your DFS gold mine to start start today. Uh, I'll, I'll let uh, who, who, which one of you guys want to talk about Colgate? Number one, three point field goal defense in the nation. Uh Oh, they're, they're holding teams to twenty six point one percent. They play at a 25% fastest tempo in the nation. They score a trillion points a game. Uh, Jordan Burns, you know, 30% usage uh, at a point guard, kind of just a complete stud. Like you guys said, they, well, they've got a bunch of guys who can shoot the three. Um, but God, it's gonna be it's gonna be a super fun game. I, I don't know if they have the horses down low to match up with some of the Arkansas players, but uh, holy cow, this would be a just an electric game to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I'm not necessarily sold from as the SEC guy of the group. I'm not sold on S, as Arkansas being a three seed. I think they had a great year. I think they won a lot of good games. Uh, I, I never really saw Arkansas play at any time this year and been like, oh, that's one of the best teams in the country, which to me, the top you know, 12 seeds are the people that you say that about at some point or another. Um I think this will be a fun game. I think Moses Moody is an absolute ton and a joy to watch. And Colgate's not really going to have an answer for someone uh, that has his size and combination of skills. Uh, but, you know, it, it's Arkansas here, but I'm going to, for me, but I, I love this game. Yeah. One, the one thing to note here, if you look at Colgate's schedule, and I don't mean to be the guy that looks at the schedule all the time, but uh, <laughs> they played, uh, again, they've never, they haven't even played a team that's inside the Kempom 150. Yeah, they played um, the same team like a hundred times in a row to start the season. <laughs> they played Holy Cross four times. They played Boston University five times. Um, so what is that? Um, yeah, they only played what 15 games total. Yeah, not not a, not a lot, not a, not a big sample size there. Um, do we want to just put this on Arkansas and keep moving? I think so. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so here we got the Kerry Blackshear Bowl next. Uh, Virginia Tech and Florida in a 7-10 matchup. Uh, I, as again, as as the SEC guy, um, Kerry Blackshear was not all that good for Florida. But uh, I, I'm not in love with this Florida team either. Uh, I think they can be had here uh, by Virginia Tech. Um, ever since... 
Keontae Johnson went down for Florida in the beginning of the year. The air just kind of went out of the bubble, and they've been getting by on talent and winning some games. But at no point have they ever really come together with that lock strong rotation and here's an identity and what we are. You think of some really talented players on that team like Scotty Lewis, who still isn't a hundred percent, isn't getting that full starter workload of, of minutes. Trey Mann's taking too much on his shoulders. Noah Locke still hasn't figured it out. I, I'm, I'm open to you guys selling me on Virginia tech here. Virginia tech did beat Villanova early in the season uh, when Villanova was at full strength. And so they've got some nice wins. They're really well coached. Um, Mike Young has done a really good job. When you watch his team, you get the actions that they, they run are incredible. They're just guys are flying all over the place. Um, Kevin Luma has been kind of the big success story, I think, in the ACC this year. He's incredible. Uh, Justin Mutt's playing really well, too. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't have any problem taking Virginia Tech here. I probably will in my personal bracket. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Florida this year. Um, but Virginia Tech to me is is pretty impressive, and they seem like they have a team that can, you know, win win a couple games in the tournament. Yeah, I think they know who they are, and and Radford's back as well. Uh, really, you know, the elite rebounding guard uh, brings a lot of toughness to that team. I, I like this Virginia Tech play, guys. All right, it's I'm marking it down. Virginia Tech, Ohio State, and Oral Roberts. You know, I've been doubting Ohio State all year, and they continue to really kind of get better incrementally all year long um played illinois as tough as can be um obviously max abemus is the uh, big gun on oral roberts he's the nation's leading scorer he's gonna get 30 points the dude's hitting 43 percent from three on over 200 attempts so i'm gonna watch this game just to see what this max abemus can do he's only a sophomore actually four of the starters for oral roberts are all sophomores so team to watch in the future for sure but have you guys uh is there anything beyond that? Uh, I mean, Obanar is awesome too. Their their post yeah, down low. I mean, he's yeah. a he's, he's a an junior. absolute beast. If if Kyle yeah. Young misses this game, I think it's going to be closer than than people will probably realize it's going to be. I think Ohio State's going to win, and like you said, I think Holtzman's a good coach. But I, man, I I think it'll be. I I, I think I'll have money on Oral Roberts. I, I do too. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah. uh, from a size perspective. The, Oral Roberts isn't your mid-major tiny team. Their front, their starting five goes six one, six five, six six, six eight, six eight. So it's not like they're gonna play this big bad Big Ten team that's gonna tower over them one through five. It's just not gonna be like that. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I agree, and I I, I firmly believe that this Ohio State team is probably one bad Dwayne Washington shooting game from getting bounced. Um, if if it's not for him, if he's not hitting shots. You know, the, the team, they can look a little average at times, I think. That might be a spoiler alert for our next round. It might be. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, well, first let's do the Baylor-Wisconsin at the top. Uh, I, I don't think Wisconsin has the horses to stay with Baylor. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Second. <laughs> uh, Villanova, North Texas. North Texas was kind of our darling over Purdue, uh, our contrarian upset there. Jay Wright gets to gets through the Sweet 16. Yep. Yep. Okay. Texas Tech, Arkansas. Now we're going uh, from the lightning fast game to the super defensive games. Both teams came away with wins, and now they got the conversing styles. Bird, your thoughts? Yeah, this would be an awesome game. Um, you get to see Connor Vanover. <laughs> we we would get to see a little bit of Vanover. He'd probably play 20 minutes this game, which would be which would be good, I guess. It'll be cheap. Um, 
Well, again, yeah, because he won't be able to play against Colgate. That's for no, sure. No, no. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this would be a great game. I Chris Beard has is, is proven time and again that he is just an excellent coach. I, Boy, Joe, I don't know. I, I, I flip a coin here. I, I don't really have a good feel. I, I kind of like Texas Tech, but, I, man, I, this will be a great game. Yeah. James, what about you think? Um, I'd say let's go Texas Tech here. I think uh, Musselman's probably itching to get that Indiana job. Oh, wow. Uh, so he'll, he'll probably be wanting to get out of there. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what, I will say this. I, the only thing that concerns me about Texas Tech is their secondary scorer behind McClung. Yeah. So if Arkansas is hitting shots, they're going to have a hard time just keeping up in general. Um, but, I, again, I yeah. take Chris Beard. I, I, I like the defense on the Red Raiders. Defense normally wins this time of year. Arkansas is still a little uh, new to the scene, you know, uh, under Musselman. So I, I think that, uh, but that, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that Texas Tech is the choice. Yeah, and I like that Shannon's getting healthy for Texas Tech. Uh, you know, he really does give them a little bit more scoring. McCuller can score a little bit as well, and Edwards can get hot. Um, but but you're right. There is some question marks there. And actually, McClung's played horrible lately. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah. I would expect him to play well in the tournament. All right, let's go to uh, the Virginia Tech Ohio State. Did did we talk ourselves into it with uh, talking down Ohio yes. State? Yes. Uh, that's a hard <laughs> guess. Do for it. Do it. I, I tell you what, the Mike Young hire, I will say this, not to get too far off topic, it, it wasn't sexy at all, and everybody said, oh, but he, he has just been an excellent coach. That's all there is to it. He, he's just been perfect for that program, and uh, they haven't they haven't skipped a beat, really. Yeah, I think once he starts really recruiting, I mean, he's kind of pulling his old guys into the program, Kevin yep. Luna being one of them, but uh, I you know, it'd be interesting if he can recruit and kind of get the guys that he really wants to get in there. You know, he could be a guy that really, you know, th- that team could become a Virginia in, you know, two or three years. Yeah, so now Storm Murphy's coming or... next year, too. Yeah, who's right. that? Uh, Storm Murphy, the best player for Wofford's back. He's, he's transferring. Oh, right. yeah. oh, nice. I remember him. Yeah. All right, well, the next guy on here is, uh, well, next game on here is Baylor Villanova. Baylor doesn't have anyone uh, higher than a five left in their region. Uh, Villanova again without Colin Gillespie. I have a hard time. I think their their run kind of ends up ends up here. I think Baylor's kind of motivated. Probably feels a little slighted. I'm going Bears. Yep, I think the Bears will be really excited that North Carolina got knocked out. Um, I, I think they match up a lot better to Wisconsin a couple of games ago. I'd be a lot more worried about UNC. I think they have a pretty clear path if they can avoid the the, the Tar Heels in the second round. Mm-hmm. And then down at the bottom side, we got Texas Tech and Virginia Tech. Uh, at this point, I assume uh, Chris Beard has figured out the, those alternate scoring options and the defense is playing well. I got Texas Tech out of these two. James? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says with much hesitation. Yeah. Let's do it. I, you know, here's what I want to see. I want to see McClung just go bonkers in the tournament. That's what I want to see. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get on board. All right. And then finally we have the, uh, we have the big 12 matchup, Texas tech and Baylor uh, bird. You're our big 12 guy. Uh, these two teams, uh, they did match up in the regular season. Uh, obviously I think Baylor won them both. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Baylor won them both one by eight and the other one by 15. Uh, anything different happening this time? 
I don't think so. I, I think Baylor's, you know, they had a little bit of issues from COVID. I think they're back and that guard play is just so, just so strong. Have any issues with that, James? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We're going to move your Illini in the Midwest past Drexel in that 116. Is that okay? Drexel, the far and away best 16 seed. Oh, God. Out there. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Uh, we do need to talk for a little bit about this uh, Loyola Chicago uh, Georgia Tech game. Uh, you know, we Bird and I are in Illinois. James, you have Illinois roots. We were in Nashville uh, mm-hmm. on uh, St. Patrick's Day watching Loyola beat Tennessee uh, a couple years back. That's when Sister Jean was carrying them to a Final Four. Now Cameron Kurtwig is still there for Loyola. He was on that team that made that run. And if you look at Ken Palm's Player of the Year rankings, here's the top four: Luca Garza. Drew Timmy, Io DeSomu, and Cameron Kurtwig. That's how big their center is for Loyola Chicago. He's the real deal, but obviously, James, he has the ACC Player of the Year to contend with. What's is Georgia Tech? What's your thought on this game? Man, this is going to be a really tough one. Loyola Chicago, Ken Palm's got him ranked in the top 10. So they're ranked above Virginia, who won the ACC, right? So they, you know, by the numbers, statistically, and the MVC is normally, as, as far as mid-majors go, they're typically one of the better ones. They are. Um, so you can kind of, you can feel a little bit better maybe about the statistic part of it. But um, gosh, I don't know. Georgia Tech's playing pretty well right now. I love them from a DFS standpoint. Um, there's guys on that team that we've been playing all year. Uh, Alvarado, it, it, they're so much fun to watch too. Um, that guy is just a dynamo. Um, they, they love getting steals, playing defense, um, you know, getting out in transition, shoot threes. Um, so they're a lot of fun to watch and they're, they're, you know, they're riding a, a big wave of momentum right now. But yeah, I, if I was, I'm going to, you know, the, I, I feel like the, the committee was setting up this, uh, Loyola Chicago, Illinois matchup, uh, for a reason. So I, I think I would take them. You're going to give it to them. Bert, what about you? I'll lean, I'll lean Georgia tech, you know, Loyola Chicago's best team that they played was Wisconsin. They lost by 14. Um, it was on the road. Um, Kretwig's awesome, obviously, but, uh, Moses Wright is is awesomer, so I, you know I kind of like Georgia Tech. I, I love the the Alvarado stuff after the, they won the ACC ACC yeah. championship. Like that was super cool. I think they're playing really well. I'm not so sure we can trust Pastner or not, but um, I'll, I'll go Georgia Tech and, and Joe. It's it's on your shoulders. You got to make a tough decision here. And for me, it's not that tough. I'm going to be rooting for Loyola Chicago, but I think Georgia Tech, uh, the champions of the ACC tournament, are going to get it done. I, I don't like either team if I'm an Illinois fan, but we'll talk about that game here in a second. Uh, after that, uh, Tennessee and the champions of the Pac-12 tournament, Oregon State. Uh, I have plenty of thoughts on Tennessee, but, Bird, why don't I give the floor to you on Oregon State? Any chance for a 12-5 upset here? Oh, they're playing great right now, obviously. I mean, they, they, they won a Pac-12. Ethan Thompson, we know, is a, is a great player. Um, Alatishi is, 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 is good, too. I, I don't see them beating Tennessee. Um, I know Rick Barnes has got some, some question marks maybe in his past of tournament success. Uh, okay. Hopefully, Fulkerson's healthy. Uh, he took yeah. a pretty nasty couple elbows <laughs> yeah. there. Um, but I, I just think they're, they're just too athletic, probably, for, for Oregon State, at least in my opinion. Um, so, so I'm probably leaning Tennessee, but interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I'm not sure that, um, you know, Tennessee's got a top four ranked defense. Um, you know, Oregon State, I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to um, 
to deal with that, you know, in a tournament setting. I think at Tennessee, like you said, they've got a lot of athleticism. I'd say let's just do it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I think Tennessee's uh, actually starting to play a lot better, um, start, you know, starting to get all their pieces. I, it does sound like Fulkerson is going to go, which is huge for them. So I'm on Tennessee, too. Uh, back to the Big 12, uh, very trendy so far, Oklahoma State versus Liberty. Uh, the note I have here on Liberty, this is a team that can really shoot it, and they've won 12 in a row. Uh, so not a great draw for Oklahoma State. Uh, Bird, thoughts? I'm not sure how West Virginia is the three seed and Oklahoma State is right. the four seed. Uh, <laughs> I think we could start with that. Um, I'm not sure how. So we love Lafonso Ellis on ESPN. Like, he's awesome. I think he does a great job on ESPN. I don't know how he can say Illinois got like this cakewalk bracket. Right. When you've got to play potentially Georgia Tech or Loyola and then come around and maybe play Oklahoma State. Or Tennessee. Um, or, or Tennessee. Yeah, like, like so th- this will be good games. I do think this is a this is not a great spot. You know, Liberty's going to play slow. They're going to be super efficient. They're fourth in the nation mm-hmm. in uh, effective field goal percentage offensively. Yeah. I think this is an interesting, like, really contrarian. Like, Oklahoma State's a very popular team right now. I think this is a sneaky uh, Liberty spot here to really kind of make up some – make up some ground, kind of a leverage play in, in a bracket here. Ooh, James. I, I kind of like that. Honestly. I mean, I think this is, yeah, I would agree with that. I think this is one we can do to kind of get out and, uh, see yeah, what happens. Make some noise. Take, yeah. I actually like, I, I like siding with Liberty here too, because I would have, I'm one of the few who like Tennessee over Oklahoma state. So this, this makes that decision a lot easier for me. Now here's an interesting one. San Diego State had that dream season last year. Syracuse bubble team that got in. James, what's your take on this one? You know, Syracuse is always tough in the tournament because they have that junk 2-3 defense that they run all the time, and teams just don't see it. They don't play it all the time. And uh, so it seems like they're, they've got a halfway decent team. You know, they're, they're always somebody that can come in and win one or two games at the very least. Um, so that's kind of the problem with it, I guess. But San Diego State, um, they have been pretty good this year. Um, they've won, gosh, how many? 12, 15 in a row, something like that. Um, they got a top 11 defense, so they're no slouch there. Um, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, you guys um, are basketball, too, which is nice this time of year. Yeah, I'd probably still go I'd probably still go with San Diego State. I, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me to see Syracuse pull away with it um but uh, san diego state should win this game <laughs> bird what about you san diego state gives up a massive number of three-point field goal attempts 45 percent of opponents three or opponents field goal attempts are from three uh they give up the 11th most percentage of points to three-pointers and we know syracuse has a lot of guys who can make threes so i don't think they got any favors in this matchup I'm going to lean with Syracuse. I, I don't know how they, I mean, they're a bubble team every damn year. I, I don't, I don't get it, but I, I wouldn't want to play them. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Syracuse. All right. And since James Bird made his case better, I'm going to go with Syracuse as well. <laughs> no, I, I think San Diego state last year was their window. Um, I, I don't think they've played anyone this year. Uh, so again, give, give me Syracuse is a little more battle tested and has those shooters. So Syracuse moves on with an 11 over a six. Now we're looking at West Virginia and Moorhead State. Uh, Bird, you question the three seed for West Virginia, but I don't see much uh, hesitation for – I don't see much resistance coming from Moorhead State, a team that really kind of struggles on offense. 
Well, I don't, John, that Johnny Broom's been playing really good lately down low. You know, he's 6'10 freshman, really looks like a high major player. Um, I think he's kind of an interesting matchup for Culver. Um, they're going to try to play slow. They play okay defensively. Um, I West Virginia, well, I, I'll go West Virginia, but I think I will have money on Moorhead State. How about that? I like it. James, any any contrary on that or any thoughts on that? Uh, Johnny Broom's going to get swept out of here. West <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> Ew. Ew. And then going to enter the transfer portal. No, I don't know. <laughs> Another uh, all-James matchup here with a, a Big Ten ACC matchup. Clemson and Rutgers. You might as well start us off here, James. Interesting game. Who do you like? Um, God. That's a t- it's really a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I don't like either team, to be perfectly honest. I think um, Clemson's probably – I think their defense is, could, could pose a little bit more of a problem for Rutgers than vice versa. Um, Rutgers, uh, they can look like a million bucks sometimes uh, when they get their shooters going. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. looks like a just a huge mismatch problem, um, which he would be in this game. But uh, I just – I've seen enough of them where I just can't trust them. That's what it boils down to, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like Clemson's a model of consistency either, but they've been playing a little bit better of late after a, kind of a stronger start. So I, I would say um, I'd probably take Clemson in this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll trust you on this one, James. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like either team either. Um, so let's go, Amir Sims. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if you like Rutgers in this game, I have no problem if you want to have Rutgers win three in a row. Um, but they got to get through this first game and they got to play like they can talent wise. If you look at this bottom half of this region, probably the softest bottom half, in my opinion, of all the, the brackets. Uh, now the top is a lot more difficult, but I, I, we looking at Houston and Cleveland state next, I think any one of these teams could get all the way to the elite eight, uh, uh, that are, you know, in the, on the top side of that seating or 10 or higher, I should 11 or higher, I should say, including Syracuse. Yeah. Well, let's move Houston on and get back up to the top of the bracket here. Yep. I, the only note I have here is a good story. Cleveland state made the tournament for the first time. The end. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> uh, Illinois, Georgia tech, James, uh, I, I think the Illini are too good. I think Kofi's a different type of matchup for Wright uh, that he has never seen. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. The ACC's got some bigs, especially North Carolina. But I, I think Illinois is too deep. I think they move past Georgia Tech in a, in a matchup that really favors them. Yeah, I do too. The only thing that worries me about this game maybe is um, Illinois is prone to turning the ball over sometimes. And Georgia Tech is really good uh, at steals, getting steals, blocks. So that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause, but um, I think Kofi's going to be the difference maker in this one. Bird, any any objections? Nope, no objections. Let's keep Kofi out of foul trouble for about six games here. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Liberty. Uh, I, I really like Tennessee over Liberty in this one. Um, I Like I said, I like Tennessee over Oklahoma State. Uh, if Oklahoma State were to advance, uh, but uh, since they're playing Liberty here, obviously I'm going Tennessee. Yep, let's move it on. Syracuse, West Virginia, Bird. You're the one who pushed us with Syracuse. Now they got a Big 12 team. What do you like here? Uh, how many offensive rebounds would West Virginia get in this game? Culver Two. or the team? Well, yeah, Culver will probably get 12 on his own. Right. And the team will probably get another 18 or so. I, I think it's a good matchup for West Virginia. I, I would lean West Virginia here. 
James, Same. any thoughts? No, West Virginia. I think they're too disciplined. Uh, Clemson, Houston. I, I, I'm just not a Houston fan, but I, I think they win this game because that's what they do. They win closer games against teams that they should probably beat. Yeah, this is really a good draw for them. Kind of ugly, just punch you in the face game. That's perfect. That matches their style. James, do you want to sell us on Clemson at all or move Houston forward? I think we'll move Houston forward here. All right. Now we're looking at Illinois, Tennessee. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's uh, going to I, – can I make a case for Tennessee? I I think so. This is here, Here's why this bracket kind of sucks for Illinois, in my opinion, is – you look at teams that Illinois has really struggled with against this year. It's been teams that have gotten really physical with them. You think of Michigan State. You think of Missouri. Um, teams that have – and they're not a good foul shooting team. You know, they've had games where they've barely shot or under 50% from the free throw line. Um, so it's it, it could be a problem in the tournament, right? We've seen it happen before. And there's teams here, Tennessee being one of them, West Virginia also, uh, that are really physically tough defensive teams. And I – you know – if you wanted to make a case for either one of those to upset Illinois, I, I think I think you could. Where are your thoughts? My only hesitation in all of this is every single bracket I see is Illinois versus Gonzaga at the end of it, and I don't want that to be our bracket. Yep. Uh, I, I, honestly, if if we were talking preseason to start the year and we were talking uh, Tennessee Illinois without playing this season. Nine out of ten people would have said Tennessee wins that game, you know, in the tournament. Uh, now, Tennessee's season didn't go the way it was supposed to. Uh, they had a hard time assimilating the freshmen. Um, they had some injuries, and then Fulkerson really wasn't the same type of player he was the year before. I think if Tennessee makes this run of three consecutive games, it's because they're getting back to their roots. We know Rick Barnes' pedigree. All right. We know that's out there. But what's Brad Underwood's pedigree? We don't know that. Uh, I think this is a game where defensively Tennessee is an SEC team that can play in a Big Ten physical style. They also have the explosive weapons that you need in the SEC in uh, uh, Johnson and Springer. I think this is a, a game that Tennessee could very easily steal, and it would be a nice way to have a contrarian bracket. Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Aha! <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to bounce my Alabama in the first round. <laughs> I do think Houston's going to be too too disciplined for West Virginia. I think they're just they're, there's too much variability night to night for that team. I, I would make a push here for for Houston to move on. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. You know West Virginia probably better than James and I. Uh, any objections there, James? No, I don't think so. So at this point, uh, we got Houston and Tennessee winner to the Final Four. Uh, probably not a lot of people are going to have either of these two teams. Anybody have a hard lane either way? Man, I wish Tennessee was a little bit better offensively. I think Houston has a higher, has probably a higher ceiling, mm-hmm. especially with Drell playing so many minutes lately. Yeah. I mean, he's playing 37 minutes a game, which has always been kind of the the X factor there. Fabian White's back as well. I, I don't think many people are going to have Houston going because they're not a name school. Samson's a, a jerk, but he can coach. He can yeah. coach. I, All right. Houston? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? All right, guys, last bracket, then we're going to get to the final four. Michigan, we're just going to move past the play-in game of the 16s. Uh, LSU, St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure barely played this year with COVID issues. Um, LSU, I think, is 
uh, an interesting team. I wish they weren't seated on this eight line. Bird, you wrote up St. Bonaventure. Anything we need to know about the Bonnies? Yeah, they're freaking awesome. Yeah, they're good. It's a horrible. This is a. This will be an awesome, awesome game. You know, the Bonnies want to play really good defense. Lofton's a great guard. He's going to be on the floor all game. Yep. They've got some nice shooters around them with Welch and uh, with Holmes. And then, uh, you know, double O down low, uh, Oshuni is is an absolute beast. Like, th- this is going to be an awesome, awesome game. Nice. And so I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't seen St. Bonaventure play all year. I did read your write-up on them last week. Um, I've seen LSU play a billion times. We know their players. Uh, we know their fluctuating discipline levels at times. I, I can go either way. I'll let you guys pick this one out. I think I'm gonna go with the Bonnies. I think uh, I think discipline wins out. I have no confidence in Will Wade as a coach, so that's where I'm going. I love it. All right, good, because now I won't be tempted to put take LSU over Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I do think LSU can give Michigan a game, uh, but we can hurdle the same Bonaventures Michigan in a minute. Uh, Colorado Georgetown, uh, awesome run by Georgetown. Very trendy, twelve versus five upset here, but I think the magic does end. Uh, with this game, I, I give the slight lean to Colorado. I don't love Colorado. I just don't love Georgetown at all. Uh, they do shoot the three very well, um, so they have some pieces that could uh, win a game or two in the tournament. But I, I think they play, they overachieve so well, so much. It's going to be hard to sustain that after a week layoff. Yeah, and I love McKinley Wright as a senior, you know, leader mm-hmm. and point guard of that team. I think that's I think that's the difference here. Yep. James, uh, this Florida State team, well, how's it compared to the last couple last last couple of years of Florida State teams? This is a team that can make a run. Can they? Yeah, I mean, I think that they've, you know, they've got the talent, um, they've got the size, they're balanced, um, they're pretty good defensively, not as good as, as teams in the past. Um, so I think people expected them maybe to be a little bit better, maybe for Scotty Barnes to even be a little bit better than he's been, um, but. You know, I think they're they're going to get past Greensboro. I, I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time on this one, but yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're they're an intriguing team. I think when you get later in the tournament, uh, Greensboro does have a player, Isaiah Miller. He's got the thirty five percent usage and shot share, which are yeah. gaudy numbers. Someone to watch for in that game. But again, Bird, uh, Florida State all the way, right? Florida State all the way, and Isaiah, Isaiah Miller is must watch TV. I think he'll score thirty points in a loss. Yep. Okay, let's talk briefly about the Michigan State-UCLA playing game. Uh, actually, I think the winner of this has a very good shot at beating BYU. Um, mm-hmm. Let's first talk about the playoff game. Do we both like Sparty here? Bird, is there any hangups right now with UCLA? I hate both teams, so you guys can run free. <laughs> they both stink. I hope they both lose. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I will say... You know, Izzo, Izzo is probably the best, probably the best coach in the country playing from the underdog position. Um, yeah, I agree with that. He, he just really knows how to motivate a, a team, and so I, I, I would say that's probably where I would lean. He's just done it too many times. It's hard, and Alford's just kind of a, you know, we know who he is. So that's well, Cronin, or Cronin. I mean, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I just wanted to get an Alford dig in. <laughs> And I, I like but, Michigan State over BYU, um, just looking at that matchup. BYU, it, their seeding is really uh, thanks to them playing Gonzaga close in the championship game for 
you know, 35 minutes, uh, then Gonzaga blew their doors off. So um, I, I'm not a believer in this. Uh, I kind of wish they were a little higher seed where some of these eights were a little bit more in the sixth range. But any objections there? Nope, I'm good with that. Uh, I think, Mark? you know, like, like James said, Izzo's, uh, you know, he's he's proven his point in March. So he's, I think that's fair. Bird, Texas versus the winners of the Southland con- uh, Conference. Anything uh, we should know about Abilene Christian or just click Texas and move on? Um, so Abilene Christian's coach, his best friend is Chris Beard. <laughs> Who's who? <laughs> Chris Beard. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you want. So he's got some tips. Yeah, so elite defense, number one turnover rate in the nation defensively, uh, top 12 effective field goal percentage defensively. Wow. Um, I mean, they're they're a really good team. They're, they want to play fast, but they will lock you down. They will not uh, allow threes. Um, so, so I think that's interesting as well with all those guards that Texas has. They have a lot of shooters. They're going to be running off the line a lot. Um, I will probably take Abilene Christian with the points, but I think Texas is – they're just too athletic down low. Um, yeah. to probably be able to hang with them. I agree there. Uh, UConn, Maryland, uh, another another team I really like that kind of stumbled in their conference tournament. UConn, I was thinking the arrow was pointing a little bit higher on them. I'm backing off of that statement now. I do think they have enough to get past Maryland. Um, but, James, your thoughts on Maryland? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Maryland is a team. They could, they've got some really good guards. Um they really got nothing down below at all. Um, and so they're pretty good perimeter defensive team also, but I just, I just don't see it happening. I feel like UConn is just a better team top to bottom. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Maryland. I could see Maryland maybe win this game. It should be a close game, but I, I think UConn will pull away. Bird, your, your thoughts? Yep. Yeah, I see an ugly kind of ugly game, but I think, uh, I think UConn's got enough, uh, just kind of raw talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to get through. Um, so, so I'd move them on. And I think we're all going to be consensus on Alabama here at the bottom as well. We'll probably hit on them here in a little bit more detail later, but let's oh, move them on too. No, he packed Tino eight low? suits. So somebody said he's just going to change every time out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe seven or for his son so he can decide what to wear while he's watching for a while. Oh, hey. Michigan St. Bonaventure. Again, I thought LSU could give Michigan a game. Uh, I don't know if St. Bonaventure can, just when you're talking about the body of work. Uh, I got the Wolverines. Yeah, no livers. Probably. So, no livers, and, and uh, Oshuni, Oshuni can can really kind of hold down Dickinson. I don't think they have as much spacing with, with uh, livers off the court. Yeah. I, I think Michigan wins too, but I think this will be a, a closer game than people would expect. I'll yeah. pull the trigger on Bonnie's guys. You're supposed to sell me. <laughs> I just don't know if they can beat LSU. Otherwise, I would. I think I, I like both of these teams against Michigan. I just don't know which one's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at the next matchup, the Colorado-Florida State one, I guess I like Florida State. I haven't seen a ton of these two teams. I would default to you guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't really seen Colorado much. Bird, unless you can make a really compelling argument No, I've watched too much Colorado, and they're just kind of a boring team. I, uh, McKinley Wright's awesome, but otherwise, they they really need Dry Horn to just be hot, and, and he does that every once in a while, but um, you know, Schwartz can just kind of fade off into nothing. Batty's going to have a really hard time against the length of Florida State. I, I, I would lean Florida State here. I just think they have too much pedigree. 
Leonard Hamilton turns out a really good coach. So I, I might lean that way. Okay. Uh, dropping down to the Michigan State UCLA, the game bird cares nothing about versus Texas. We're going to make your way in, though, bird. Texas? I, I would go Texas here. And maybe Texas. on UCLA and Sparty. I'm, I'm sorry to those guys. I just. Neither of those teams have, have been very very friendly to me from a DFS perspective this year, so I, I need to let it go. But I would go uh, Texas here. Yeah, I'm with you, so we'll move Texas on. UConn, Alabama, again, these are two teams that I wanted to make it through the first weekend and, and make runs independently, but the way the brackets are laid out, they can't. Um, I think Alabama has too much firepower. Um but UConn does have some bigs that can give some trouble as Alabama kind of works through some post issues right now. But for this round in this place, I think Bama's got too much guard play. You don't see a book night kind of Kimba Walker phenomenon happening here? I I don't. um, Just because one thing that goes uh, untalked about is the Alabama's defense, and they're really good uh, at Bird, you pointed this out to me. Their, their perimeter defense is very good. They don't give up a lot of easy shots. Um, they don't get a lot of credit for their length uh, but and, and their activeness on, on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, it doesn't matter who's guarding Book Knight. They're all very similar. They're all very effort-oriented. I think that they'll, they'll find ways to slow him down. I, that, that LSU-Bama game was just – it was hard not to fall in love. With, you know, Again, we've watched a ton of Bama this year. And they're just, God, if there's any coach you'd want to play for right now, in my opinion, you'd be going to Bama if you're an elite player. And yeah, I love Bama. I think they've got a good draw here. Um, I think that I just don't know if UConn can score enough to hang with them. No. And, you know, we talked about Book Knight, and he's a, a tremendously talented player. But you saw the shots that Cam Thomas had to take to score in that game. Yep. They're from 30 feet, you know, and Book Knight's a little more within yourself type player um, who's not going to force that kind of action. So, again, let's move Bama on. Uh, Michigan, Florida State, top four seeds all in the Elite Eight on this side uh, in this chalky. regional. Uh, pretty chalky, but I mean, uh, that's, I like it. You know, you, you got to have a little chalk in there. Uh, James, these are both your schools. Who would you put yeah. Pitt in the Michigan, Florida State matchup? You know, I just don't. I've been down on Michigan all year, actually. They've proved me wrong more often than that. But I, with what Bird was saying, too, with Livers off the court, um, they do lose a, a pretty big dimension there. And Florida State's just got a lot of guys that can get it done. You know, they don't all get it done. They're pretty frustrating from a DFS standpoint, if I'm being honest. But, um, you know, guy like MJ Walker can come in. He can go nuts, right? Um, they got some bigs that can, that can get in and kind of muck things up. So I, I would say Florida State here for me. And, and just kind of co-signing on that, James, you did talk about how Scotty Barnes may not have li- have may not have lived up to his potential this year or his mm-hmm. billing. This could be the stage for him too. This could be sure. a where he takes that next step and puts his team on his back. I think we all believe he has the talent to do that. So it should be something to watch. Bird, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like that a lot, guys. I think that's a, a <laughs> it moves us moves, moves us off the chalk a little bit. Yeah. Okay, and then let's get to Texas Alabama. Uh, this would be a fun game. Thoughts here? Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> I think this would be a fun game. Like you know, so uh, Texas has enough athleticism down low to make it uh, really kind of a, a fun, kind of intriguing game uh, with those with those long athletic bigs that Texas has, the shooters that Texas has. Um, I just I. I'm just infatuated with this Bama team right now. I, I just have a hard time saying no to them. 
Yeah, me, me, me too. Uh, I, I'm, you know me. I'm all, I'm all Bama this year. I, I bought a T-shirt just, just, just that specifically said basketball on it. I didn't want a regular Alabama T-shirt, <laughs> so it says Alabama basketball. I'll be wearing it on Saturday and probably every time they take the court through the season. I like Bama here too. James, do it. Let's do it. All right. James, can they get past Florida State? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I think so, too. I I think they have too many weapons. Yep, I love it. All right, guys, let's move to our final four. On our left-hand side, we got Gonzaga and Alabama, a one versus two. On the right, we have Baylor and Houston, uh, more defensive-minded teams. Let's start with Gonzaga versus Alabama. I wish this was the national championship game. That is not to be. I don't see anyone stopping Gonzaga. I know it's chalky, but I got the Zags. This would be a just a dream game to watch. Like I, I hope it happens. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Just up and down, elite um, offensive players. Uh, it just it would be a blast to watch. Can, can we can we do a game theory play here? Maybe you know everybody's going to have Gonzaga, right? They're going to be the most picked. Yeah. They are. So of the of these four teams, maybe I mean Alabama, right? They win this game. Here's the thing. I I read this today on Twitter. Uh, Gonzaga is incapable of having an off shooting night. Their worst game this year, I think they shot 49% from the floor and they scored over 70 in every game. It was something like that. I'm sorry, I don't remember who sent that tweet out. So since Gonzaga's always going to have an on shooting night. To beat them, you're going to have to have an elite shooting night. Now, Alabama is one of those teams who a couple of times this year has had those elite shooting nights where they come out and they hit six threes in the first two minutes of a game, three minutes of a game. That is what it would take. You're super long shotty here. I'm going to root for it when I watch that game. But that's what your that's what your game theory play is going to need. So it's up to you guys if we know it can happen. They're one of those teams that's structured to to outscore Gonzaga in a way. But your guys' call. How many times out of 10 does Alabama beat Gonzaga? You just need one. I'd say three, two, three. Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah, that'd be a good line. Yeah, we only need one, right? Only need <laughs> All one. right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We are contrarian. So now we're going to finish last in our own bracket. That's all right. (laughs) We already have a hat, though. That's all right. We do already have hats. Uh, On the other side, we got Baylor and Houston. Uh, I think the Baylor Bears are going to take this one. Uh, Bird, you're close to Baylor. What do you got here? Yeah, I like that. I I think Baylor, Scott Drew turned out to be a really good coach. Uh, You know, the last couple of years, he's really proven himself. Uh, I like this Baylor team. I think they're, you know, they play hard. I think they play the right way. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Baylor moving on. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. James, you can have first crack at the national championship, Baylor and Bama, Baylor and Bama. Gosh, um, you know, defense guard play, right? We see it year in and year out. And I said it early on, I think, in one of our early podcasts, but uh, watching Baylor, and I know that after the COVID pause, they've kind of struggled. And I'm, so I'm, I'm presuming here that, in this run that they've kind of, you know, they figured it out and got back on track here, but um, they're one of the best perimeter defenses I've seen. in I don't know how long years and years. Um, and th- their guard play is just tremendous. And they've got some, you know, bouncy athletic bigs and they can be physical too. So 
for me, that's 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 who I'm going for here. I, I like Baylor. Bird. The only the only thing I worry about a little bit is who would guard Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vitals that six five kind of yeah, uh, you know, strong post bend down low, but I don't think he has lateral quickness to guard. Uh, you know, a six nine or whatever he is, Herb Jones. I don't know. You know, in theory, you put Davion Mitchell on on the other team's best player, but he's not tall enough. So I, I think that's kind of the big X factor there. And, and Baylor is kind of a dependent, a three point dependent team. I mean, I guess Bama is too. But I, I I'm gonna pick Bama in a in a high scoring game. Wow, Joe. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. We uh, we let's see. we planned this. I, you probably did, you jerks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, love Bama. Been on them all year. Uh, I think this matchup is awesome. It's strength against strength. Um, I think uh, we talked about Alabama ad nauseum. Uh, we've covered Baylor pretty well all season long. To me, I have to go. Gosh, this is tough. <sighs> If I were a betting man and all things were even, I think Baylor would win this game. Um, I still think Alabama has issues at the five. Um, Herb Jones is a phenomenal player. We talked about him. He's the SEC player of the year. But I don't think defensively you have to concern yourself to him from a scoring perspective. But he's an excellent distributor and rebounder for that team. So I think Baylor can creatively match up really well on the Shacklefords and the Petties and the Quinterlies of the world. And I, I just think it's this, I feel it's like Baylor's been on the cusp for a couple of years now, and this is the year they can finally break through. I see a lot of Alabama today in Baylor from a couple of years ago, and eventually Alabama's going to have their time where they break through, but for right now, I'm, I'm leaning Baylor. There it is. The Baylor Bears just won a strap. <laughs> well i like it i like it um the heartbreak continues for gonzaga guys that is our bracket i'm gonna hit submit on this it's gonna be entered into the tournament challenge uh that we're doing on espn remember just search the bracket pools uh at cbb underscore dfs our twitter handle will find our pool it's gonna ask for a password because we're in the cool kids club here password is cbb dfs altogether um, and all in caps. So nice and easy. Get into our pool. If you win it, uh, or if you're not one of us, if we win it and you come up next behind us, we'll send a hat to the the top bucket head that is in the, let's be honest, one of you guys is going to win it, right? That's how it works. Um, but we'll send you guys a hat and uh, let's have some fun with this. March is here. Yeah, best time of year. It got taken away last year. We're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bring this fireball content uh, later this week for the for every game. I mean, for, for so on Wednesday we'll have a write up, Thursday we'll have a write up, Friday we'll have a write up, and, and uh, you know, assuming we get the prices out in time, Saturday we'll have a write up. So we'll be bringing the heat for you guys. We want you to win all the money. There's going to be a lot of it to win this weekend. So follow us at CBB underscore DFS. Uh, follow us on the web at CBB dash DFS dot com. Yeah. We, we, we love you, Bucketheads. Yeah. James, anything we're missing? I think we got it all. Let's go win some money. Go, go Illini. Illini.